Hey, Against the Call listeners, for all you super fans, we now have merch. They are soft and comfortable shirts. They're $25 and come with a free out-of-pocket sports and Against the Call sticker. Every purchase goes towards better equipment, merch, and better utilities for Against the Call and out-of-pocket sports. To purchase, contact either Michael or Nick. Hey guys, we are happy to announce we have our second sponsorship with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a mobile-focused ticket platform that enables users to buy and sell tickets for live sports, concerts, and theater events. Use code ATC for $20 off your first purchase. Hey Against the Call listeners, you can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and YouTube. There will be a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure you tune into those. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Against the Call. This is episode 37, and we have a lot to talk about today. To start us off, we're going to hit the pregame, followed by the Masters recap. After that, we're going to head into Around the League NBA, and then Crystal Ball, our NBA playoff predictions. Following that, we will have start bench cut, LeBron, Katie, Giannis, and Allen Iverson, Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird. Following that, we'll have our Mount Rushmore greatest NBA rivals. Following that, the Fight Club, UFC 287 recap, and then draft day, best Disney animated movies of all time, and finally the post game. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I, it's it's a fabulous day after a great weekend of the Masters. Very beautiful weekend uh, for a few days, you know, there's yep. weather delays and stuff like that, which we'll get into. But yeah, Michael, I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm uh, doing pretty swell. Doing pretty swell. Yeah, you know, you got to turn on the podcaster voice and get ready. But I will <laughs> tell you that um, also for the draft day, it's going to be just Pixar movies, right? So no, it's both. Remember then. Oh, uh, it was it was kind of complicated last yeah, night. It, was kinda com- it. it depends. If we go mainly Pixar, then we'll just make it Pixar. Like, yeah, if I catch you just yeah. doing mainly Pixar, then I'm probably going to go Pixar and vice versa with Disney. All right. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> but I will say, um, yeah, so just with a pregame, we finally hit 130 subscribers on YouTube. And I'm hoping that we can hit 150 by the end of this month. We need to get one of those, like, uh, controllers, like an iCarly, where we press the button and then there's, yeah. <laughs> we need so you're saying we need a soundboard really yeah. uh, we're working on that see <laughs> you guys keep uh buying those t-shirts and maybe we'll get it in but yeah anyways let's just let's just go into it uh masters recap uh mike were you able to watch any of it yeah yesterday we were watching the last round at my yeah. grandma's house yeah very good last round um i will say i was able to watch most days i i think rounds two and three are a little blurry in my head but i will say that um you know first day if we're recapping it here, um, Hovland, you know, Victor Hovland, very, very solid. He was looking to be, uh, you know, keep, he was looking to keep it up, keep up his pace, but he sadly, uh, fell a little bit of a ways down after that, uh, day or two. And then, you know, Brooks Kepka, out of nowhere. Well, not really out of nowhere. We expected him to be great. Um, but you know, he came back and he was up, you know, uh, under 11 at one point in the tournament, I think going into round, round four. And, um, you know, the, the main obvious point here, John Rom winning it and, you know, John Rom has been on fire this entire season and, you know, going back and forth between number one golfer in the world and then coming out and winning the masters. And then he also won, um, like the U S open or something like that. One of those tournaments, don't quote me on that. It's probably wrong, but who cares? John Rom, uh, winning his first masters and 
Scotty Scheffler still placing, I think, top 15, maybe top 10. Um, yeah. Was John Rahm a live golfer? No, he was not. Ah, uh, boo. No, but that is uh, one of my next points that I want to make. Um, three live golfers in top five. Yeah, that that's what it was. I remember there's a live golfer coming, like, close to winning. Yeah, Phil Mickelson. Well, Brooks Kepka, uh second or yeah, tied second place. Phil Mickelson tied second place. Both live golfers, <laughs> might I add. And Brooks Kepka could have won it all if he didn't slip up. Uh one of my points here, Brooks Kepka fail. Um, <laughs> he definitely fell off. Uh he, I think he had a four stroke, four or five stroke lead going into round four. And man just choked. I, I saw I, a video of Dave Portnoy doing the choke thing, saying, Brooks, he's choking. <laughs> um, that's tough. Yeah, it, it, tough but still cute stuff, you know. But that's the thing. <laughs> Brooks Kepka did his thing. He came out there. And this just goes to show you, uh, he may have two live golfers coming in second place. And Brooks Kepka himself said, they're not washed up. And um, there was a lot of controversy going around with Brooks Kepka as well. Uh, he was the only live golf player to not wear one of their team uniforms uh-huh. uh, for some of the days. And, you know, I think that some of the commentators, you know, uh, kind of mentioned that as well. But they were like, he's here for the Masters. He's here to focus on that. He doesn't want any of the live golf controversy surrounding him. And he did his thing. And although he failed... Him and Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson I want to talk about as well. On my notes, I just have Phil Mickelson wow because he could have been the oldest player to win the Masters if he did, uh, but he was the oldest uh, golfer to place top five in the Masters. How old is he? He's 53 years old. Wow. Uh, the last person to do it, I forgot his name, but he was 52. And, uh, yeah, so Phil Mickelson, I, I, I'm a big Phil Mickelson guy. Uh, it came, you know, whenever I was getting into golf, I found out he was the most popular left-handed golfer. I golf left-handed as well, swing left-handed. Uh, so that really sold me on him. And I was very sad that he didn't win, but man, what a showing from him. I did not expect that at all. And I will say round four, I was keeping up with it. Brooks Kepka had the lead and then John Rahm was, you know, uh, coming back. I've took a nap. Uh, took a nap in between. It had been a long day. Uh, took a nap, and next thing you know, they're tied. I was like, "Wow, what is going on?" And then after that, uh, you know, Bro- Brooks Kepka left his lead completely in the in the dry, and John Rom took it away. I think he won by four or five strokes. Wow. Um, and you know, also one thing I want to mention as well, Sam Bennett. He was the only uh, amateur out of the seven amateurs to go to make the cut. And not only did he make the cut, he placed 16th and he had an incredible showing. He was looking like another Will Zalatoris story, you know, maybe coming in second, uh, possibly third. He let that slip away from him. Uh, you know, it's it just the, it's the pressure of the Masters and it's the pressure of playing the same holes every day. Yeah. Uh, same 18 holes. That puts a toll on your body. Uh, Sam Bennett, incredible showing. He has a bright future and he's getting a lot of love for it. And uh, speaking of injuries, Tiger Woods. Yep, that's one thing I have on mind. Pretty much the only thing. Sad. Yeah, it is sad. And this is making me start to think that Tiger Woods doesn't have much left in him. Uh, he can't walk. He's he's stumbling. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, that's and he can't thing. use golf carts. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's sad. Uh, and, you know, it's sad to see the best to ever do it. But then again... What does he have to prove? Five Masters wins, the greatest golfer of all time, and he has nothing to prove. If he wants to call it quits next year, he should. 
There's nothing left. He, and he has his son that's going to come up, and I have no doubt that he won't be a big star in the golf in the future. Yeah, I mean, maybe not his dad's level. Well, obviously, though, but, but he's going to be a star yeah. still. Yeah, it's like Bronny to LeBron. Hopefully, yeah. Still, again, we talked about this before. A little too young, too early to say. Uh, he's like 12 years old. Yeah, but he started young. All golfers start young. Exactly. Well, not all. Sorry, not all, but most golfers start young. Yeah, but I, st- I, I think he's going to be good. Tiger Woods is his dad. <laughs> that doesn't matter. You see Michael Jordan's son. <laughs> okay, but still. <laughs> um, okay, you've seen LeBron's son, Ronnie. I'm just saying it is too early to tell. We can only hope that he's great uh, and carries on his dad's legacy. And he will do that to the, the utmost extent that he can. And we'll see what uh, plays out. But also, you know, with older golfers, Sandy Lyle's last tournament, uh, I think he played in the tournament for uh, like 40 to 60 times, something like that. I wish I had the stats with me, but this guy was around for a while. He won a Masters back in the 80s, uh, and this was his last time playing. And one of the last things I want to mention, there there were so many storylines that happened, but we got a big show today. So one of my last things is the weather delays. I mentioned this to Michael. It's, it, it poses the question, um, you know, could this be one of the luckiest Masters wins of all time? I mean, not of all time because they've experienced weather delays in the past. The tree fell too. The tree fell. But on top of that, could this be, you know, an easy win or could it be a harder win? Because they golfed so much more on the days that they had to go back and like re-golf those rounds. Mm-hmm. So you, it poses a question, you know. Well, everyone had to play in the same conditions. Everyone did have to play in the same conditions. But think about this. You're playing, you're making up for a round three on the day of round four. So you're starting early. You're start like they started round, teeing off around like 8 a.m. Uh, when regularly it's like teeing off, teeing off around 10 so you're adding more and more rounds to the match and you're also taking away like you're also getting more rest with the other days with the weather delays and stuff like that yeah i i wouldn't say it's easier i'd say it's i don't really know how where i'd put that honestly it could be a little bit harder yeah because you're playing two rounds instead of one in a day yeah i'd put it more harder than easier but but like you still got to extra day of rest basically yeah it, it's an interesting thing let us know in the comments what you guys think about that but uh last thing bernhard langer uh he's old but he's still cool and he didn't make the cut anyways let's move on. <laughs> the next thing we're going to be talking about today is around the league nba basically this segment's going to be a little short we're just going to talk about the standings final standings but uh yeah the west the mavericks and jazz did not make the cut unfortunately i Saw that happening, not going to lie. They both choked in their last couple games. Well, not only did they choke, I don't know so much about the Jazz, but the Mavericks purposely Yeah, the Mavericks lost. purposely lost, but I'm talking about the Jazz. They lost the Lakers yeah. in, in their final game. But uh, the Warriors did move down, not not to the plan. I thought they would move down to the plan, but they they succeeded in the game to succeed. The Clippers passed them. Yeah. Uh, Lakers moved up to the seventh seed. Well, uh, yeah, they were there. Oh, they were at the third eight. Yeah, no, the and then the Pelicans were eight, and then they moved down. Oh, okay. Uh, Timberwolves moved eight, but uh, they're missing Rudy Gobert now. Yeah, I, did. I just got that alert earlier. Yeah, he punched his teammate <laughs> in the <laughs> middle of the game. It was, and he's they sent him home, and he will not be playing the plan. Which, I, I if I was the Timberwolves, I'd be like, 
Okay, he punched him, sent home for the rest of the game. You're playing in the plan, though. That's Rudy Gobert. You need him. If you want to move on, you kind of need him. Yeah, of course. And they're playing the Lakers, too. Yeah, I'm scared for the Timberwolves. I don't think the Timberwolves are going to win that. I don't but, know uh, if you because they'll be playing two games because I expect them losing, but they'll play again against the 9th, 10th uh, game. I don't know if Gobert's going to play in that one either. I only saw that he's going to be out for sure for the Lakers game. I, actually, I don't know if it said playing tournament or just the plan. I think it's one. just the game against the Lakers he's out for. And that's the thing, though. Like, you can't just say, okay, like, you, you're not allowed to do that. You're sp- like, they have rules in place. Like, they yeah, have to. And they have to make an example out of him. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. They can't go against their own rules, things in contracts that say that. Well, he'll be in the second game, hopefully, if, for them, for their sake. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll touch on that when we get to the next segment. <laughs> All right, and then on the East, the final uh, finals was the Heat at seven, Hawks at eight, Raptors at nine, Bulls at ten. Pretty much decided nothing really moved. Um, and yeah, that's really nothing else really happened other than the Rudy Gobert incident. Well, yeah, I mean, with the around the league segment, I think that we should talk about who has the biggest storylines, who has the most to lose or win from the playoffs. Um, yeah, okay. We yeah. can do that. We want to start in the East or West? Yeah, let's start in the East. So, number one, let's think of Giannis here. Giannis has a lot to gain from this. Giannis, if he gets a ring, you know, he gets his second ring. He's already had two MVPs. Yep. This puts him in top 15 and for some maybe top 10 conversation. I'd put it, I'd say top 10 conversations. Yeah, it's very hard. But he's not really much to lose because he's young. Yeah. If he loses, there's... That team had some humps this season, and if he loses, oh well. He, there's always next year they'll be there at the same spot. And yeah, even when the humps, they still had the best yeah. regular season record in the whole league. Yeah, and then the Celtics for them, they'd be they have a lot to win. They'd become the most they had the most championships for a team again. Uh, not much, really much to lose because next year they'll have basically the same team. Um, on top of that, like there's not much of a gain or win. For the players, I mean... It's mainly for the team. I mean, yeah, Tatum would get his championship. Tatum would get his championship, but he's young. Yeah, no MVPs. Kind, kind of like, like the Giannis situation. He, he has nothing really to lose because he's young. Yeah. And like he, it would be cool to see, but it doesn't have much future implications. Yeah. Celtics is mainly team. It would be good for the team because they've become most winning team in the history. But Sixers... They, if they lose, I mean, it's the usual to the choke artists of the league in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's kind of expected that they're going to lose. A lot of people don't think that see them getting uh, to the finals. And if they do, they don't see them winning as much as the Celtics and Bucks. Mm-hmm. And for if they win, they have a lot to gain. They maybe will probably lose that. Uh, oh, they choke all the time. Yeah, I think that if the 76ers win... You're gonna have a. You're gonna get rid of that entire narrative. The yeah. entire narrative of the 76ers choke goes to the trash, and Embiid will be praised. And think about this too: Embiid still has a chance of winning MVP. Yeah. If he wins MVP and wins a championship, that'll be huge for not only his career, but also it will be huge for the franchise as well. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you have James Harden on this team. Yeah. His only thing that he's missing, he has every personal accolade available in his arsenal like he has every trophy and scoring record that he needs just not that final not trophy. the finals and that's another thing too though you know with james harden he wins that 
very very cool helps his out, helps out his resume he's the second best player on that team yeah it wouldn't be like with the rockets him being the best player on that team winning it so that's something you got to think about as well but it would be like i wouldn't be fully opposed to seeing the 76ers win i i mean i don't really care for them but i do like james harden and i do like um you know tobias harris of course yeah i just don't want the Sixers. i i don't like philly really the only team yeah. in Philly I like I respect for is the Phillies because I there's not one player I don't like on that team. I don't like Joel Embiid, but I got to give credit where credit is due. He's a very good center and he's proven it multiple times. But I hope they don't win. I <laughs> there's really I'd rather have any other team in the East win except for them. But uh, let's move on to the next team, which is the Cavs, a young team that is. Honestly, one not the most surprising, but one of the most surprising teams this season. They yeah. jumped up from not even making the playoffs to the fourth seed with Donovan Mitchell and their other core young players. Yeah, to make the playoffs with LeBron is big in itself. It yeah, defeats the entire like Cavs narrative without LeBron. And they did better than LeBron did. Yeah, and LeBron was thought to have a better team this year at yeah. the beginning of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Cavs are very young, so I mean, this would nothing a, really a ring would really help out Cleveland itself. Yeah, and like coming from a team aspect, uh, yeah, I think it'd be very solid for the Cavs. I would not be opposed to that at all. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to see the Cavs back in the finals. Actually, yeah, it would be without LeBron. Yeah, um, and that but like to lose, I'm pretty sure they have pretty much the same team next year. Pretty much. It is sad that Colin Sexton, like a guy that kind of built up this team that they rebuilt it around, is not a part yeah, of it. Yeah, not a part of it. But he's a part of uh, the Jazz now, and it's basically like he's redoing it. Yeah. He's basically <laughs> redoing his entire thing he did with the Cavs. And but we'll I think he has off. better help than what he did with the Cavs when the Cavs started with him. Like when they started, yeah. I guess you could say that. I... Yeah, but... Back to the Cavs, I don't think they really had much to lose. No, not at all. The fact that they even made a like four seed is very, very solid for them, and it's a great year for them. Over 50 wins as well. Yeah. And now the Knicks. The Knicks, I don't see them winning. I I just don't. I think they're a good, solid team. It's just they, they deal with injuries a lot with uh, Julius Randle, and they I just don't think they have the star-studded team as – the top the four teams up above them yeah it, i mean it's very easy to say like they won't win i don't think that they'll even make the easter conference finals yeah but i will say if the slight chance that they do win the nba championship it would be great for every young guy on the team and julius randall but mm-hmm. mainly it'd be better for tom thibodeau i think that that would just increase his coaching resume um yeah and that's that's pretty much it for the knicks yeah uh, it's pretty much kind of the same for most except for I mean, the Nets, it would be cool because they lost literally everyone, but they've done just as good without yeah. them. So nothing really to lose because they already lost everything. It is only bright bright spot for them. And then the Heat, they kind of have a lot to lose, in my opinion, because they've had this team expected to win for the past couple of years, and they're only seventh seed still. Uh, they've dealt with like injuries with Lowry and players being out. Yeah, But uh, Jimmy... They, Jimmy Butler could leave uh, if they don't like start stepping it up. I don't know how where his contract's at. I think he has either his ne- next year's his last year, maybe the year after. Mm-hmm. But uh, he may request a trade. 
because he doesn't like losing. He's a winner uh, player, and uh, Bam Adebayo as well on that team. I can see them making. I can see them making a push, maybe if maybe, but they play the Celtics first, and that's going to be really hard for them. But, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get to what we'll, we'll, yeah. I'll talk more into it in the next segment, and then the Hawks. It's kind of the kind of the same situation, but like it's Trey Young. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's not really many storylines as yeah. fast as this goes. If a play-in team even makes an Eastern Conference Final in itself, it's just impressive. Yeah, like that'll be the main headline. Like, there's no play-in team that's gonna get past the first or second round. Yeah. Yeah, especially not the Raptors. I don't see the Raptors doing anything. Uh, same with the Bulls. Let's just just move on to the West. At the one Nuggets, I mean, it, they're kind of like the Sixers, when it in the sense, in the sense of like, they keep. I, I feel like they're more like the Bucks, in the sense of like they have Jokic, who's a two time MVP, and they have such a good team. I feel like this a Nuggets team going to the finals could be like the Suns versus Bucks yeah. finals. It's um, it's just that when I say in a sense of Sixers, they always lose. They never go to the finals. Yeah, that's fair. So they have, I mean, it's if they lose, it's kind of the same thing as the past years. Eh, oh, well, they lost. But if they win, it kind of solidifies them as, okay, now they're a contending team that can actually win. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the next team is the Grizzlies. They have, I mean... This is the first year of many good years for them. Yeah, of course. And I think that with the Grizzlies, if they don't win it this year, then they have a five, in my opinion, they have a five-year span of winning an NBA championship. And if they don't reach that level in five years, then they won't reach it for a very long time. They will need, like, by that end of the five years, their entire core will be gone again because of the rebuilds that they'll do. And there will be a whole more year, like five more years to 10 years of rebuilding if they don't reach that level of an NBA championship. Yeah. And the loss of Steven Adams is huge. Kenny Lofton Jr. will come in and do his thing. Steven uh, Adams is out. That's what I said. Oh, uh, I thought you said he's huge. No, I said the loss of Steven Adams is huge. Oh, sorry. So, um, yeah, but that, that's like the thing is, you know, it's sad to see, but this team is still very solid without him. Still yeah. very solid without Jaw. Um, the, I can't wait for this Grizzlies team in the playoffs. You know, last year was cut a little bit short from the NBA champions, the Warriors. Yeah. So that's okay. But this, like you're saying, this team has a lot to prove, and this team is all very young, very very young. And to have them at a two seed, I think last last year they were a three seed, right? Three or four, something like that. Yeah. So you know, that's the thing with the Grizzlies; they keep improving, and I love to see it. You know. Yeah. They were the two seed last year. Okay, yeah, that's I couldn't remember, but yeah, no. So they were the two seed, and but you know they still are good. Like they had fifty six wins last season. Now they have fifty one, and that's with injuries. That's with the jaw drama. That's with everything else that's happened. Yeah, just incredible team. If this team wins the NBA championship, it will basically make them a th- big threat in the West for years to come, and they still will be a big threat in the West despite not having an NBA championship. Yeah. I think it would be huge for Jaws' career as well. Mm-hmm. It would be. It would put him at a. It would move him up in his resume. It would, and then throughout his life, I think that if he did have that championship, it would, like near the end of his career, would put him above Allen Iverson. Yeah, 
Um, Depending on how the rest of his career plays out, obviously. Yeah, but you know, if he gets an MVP, which is very likely, in my opinion, I think in the next next ten years, if he keeps playing at the level he plays, and some of the other guys regress a little bit, then he could win an MVP. Yeah, but the next team uh, is the Kings. Just a surprising year. It's a very surprising year. Yeah, again, I don't think they will go to the finals. It would be cool to see them, but I don't either. Uh, they have a lot to gain, not really much to lose. Another mm-hmm. thing, another one of those situations. And then the next team is the Suns. They do have a lot to I think they could have a lot to lose because they yeah. made these big trades, got KD, and just uh, turn out to lose. Yeah, if Kinda, the Suns make the finals... I most most likely will be rooting for the Suns. I want to see Devin Booker get a ring, and most importantly, I want to see Chris Paul get a ring. I think Chris Paul finally getting that ring will definitely solidify a lot of things yeah. for where he stands in the top NBA players of all time. And also, would uh, he's already making the Hall of Fame, but I think that it would just increase it even more. I think he'd get in yeah. quicker with that. Um, and then, to, yeah, there's they just a lot to win, a lot to gain, a a good amount to lose. Yeah, even if they you, win, it's still going to feel just uh it's a super team practically yeah. like I mean, maybe not a super team as in the Warriors level, but they saw Booker, Chris Paul, and KD. And don't forget Aiden as yeah, well. Yeah, DeAndre Aiden as well. Um he's t- took big leaps over the years, but that's the thing though. If they win, it won't be that surprising and it won't help KD. No. I'm sorry, but it won't. His only chance of helping his entire narrative was to win with the Nets by himself or with one other person, and it never happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's eh, not, nothing really to gain for KD. Just another ring, meaningless super team ring. I mean, it's more impressive than it was with the Warriors because the Warriors were a bigger super team, but it's still. And the Clippers, they have a lot to gain. They do. Kawhi getting this ring – with three different teams, it puts him in top 10 conversation. Yeah. Most definitely. And he basically would achieve this alone because of Paul George's injuries. Yeah, because he won't be in playing the first round. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and, <laughs> this is a yearly thing. And then on top of that, um, you know, uh, Russell Westbrook getting a ring. That would be awesome for us because he's been doubted a lot this season. He's been doubted a lot last season. Mm-hmm. It would just be cool to see him get a ring. Yeah, it would be. Uh, yeah, and then with the Warriors next up, I mean, it's the Warriors. What do they have? What do they have to gain from it? Uh, fifth ring yeah, and I talks mean, of being the greatest. Yeah, uh, dynasty. I mean, like, but like, if they lose, it's oh well. No one's really gonna yeah. If care. They, yeah, coming in at a sixteed, oh well, they don't have much to lose. But and they, they're dealing they with injuries as well. I mean, to gain, they dealt with a lot of injuries this year. Because think about this: Steph Curry getting a fifth ring, more rings than LeBron. Yeah, would that put him over LeBron? No. In a in a playoff sense, I'd say a playoff player. No. Really? Really, because LeBron has brought worse teams to the playoffs and won. Yeah, true. So, no, not at all, especially with the way the Warriors have played in their playoffs and they've had super teams. Yeah. LeBron has only ever had a super team with the Heat. So I'd say Steph's last year, when they won last year, was – Probably his most impressive year of winning a ring. Other than uh, the year they broke the record. Like the year before they got KD or last year. Because last year I feel like it was their worst team. Yeah, yeah. that That's possible. Yeah, I, I could see that. I agree with that statement. Um, 
but yeah, and they still beat a good Celtics team. Yeah. And by four to two. So still very impressive. And this team would be, it would probably go like Bulls dynasty and then Warriors dynasty. Yeah. Uh, let's take away all the Celtics dynasties where. And Lakers dynasties. You know, yeah, and Lakers dynasties in the past whenever there wasn't as big of competition. Yeah. And I mean, the, the Celtics dynasties were. Bill Russell, Larry Bird. Yeah. And I mean, well, Larry Bird didn't really have a big dynasty with him. He won him. like three rings. Yeah, but three rings compared to 11. And that's yeah. the thing with like Bill Russell. Did you see the, the competition in the league? And you have a, I don't know how tall he is, maybe like seven foot <laughs> guy in the league. Like, nah, those rings, they count, of course. But when you're talking about big dynasties, nah, it's up there, of course. But when you're talking about a Warriors dynasty, which Warriors do have a dynasty, and they're already on that list. But yeah. put them at five rings, that gets really big. And, I mean, the Warriors won't even be done by then. They could reach the Jordan-level dynasty. Yeah. Although Jordan-level is completely different. Those are two three-peats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's the Lakers. A lot – I mean, they keep keep losing. It's They keep getting better players, yet they still just being sucky. Yeah, there's not a lot to – necessarily lose because nobody really expects them to go that yeah, far. No one expects them to win. There's more no. to gain, if anything. LeBron gets a fifth ring, solidifies himself as maybe the greatest basketball player to ever live if he were to get it, especially with this very crappy Lakers team. Yeah. That, um, it, worked for, it was a Lakers team that was expected to do good, and they just haven't. Yeah, but whenever you – it doesn't matter. Expectations don't no, I'm matter. Not, I'm not saying it's like yeah. his team's not bad. I'm just saying – for for the Lakers themselves, it would be a gain, like it'd be a good gain for them, because they're a team that expected to do good became bad, and yeah. then they win. Then that's yeah. And they would have the most rings. And then the Timberwolves, not really much to talk about with them. It's just that they're playing kind of like the last in the East. Same thing with the. I mean, the Pelicans yeah. and Thunder are two young teams. That'd just be cool to see. Yeah, it's really nothing with the playing teams, honestly. Yeah. But uh, you have anything else to say for around the league? No, nah, let's talk about the playoffs. All right, we're going to move into our Crystal Ball NBA Playoffs edition. Let's start in the East. Uh, I'll go first. So the play-in, it is the number seven Heat versus the number eight Hawks. I think the Heat are going to win this one uh, just because of their playoff experience. Yeah, no, I got to ask, are we doing this? I, I think that we should do this where we talk about the play-in games but we leave out the like one versus two seeds against the play-in teams because we don't know who's going to make the play-in. Well, it's just our predictions, though. Yeah, but I mean... Mm. Like, I have East. I have... like Let me just finish this. So, I got Raptors versus Bulls. I think the Raptors will win. And then it'll be Hawks versus Raptors. And I think the Hawks will win, which will go on to play the Hawks versus Bucks. And then the Heat would be playing the Celtics. Yeah. These are like just your predictions, though. So Yeah, I mean, I mean it's just... It's very iffy with play in. I'm, I'm just saying. So it's very hard to predict those games when we have set in stone games already. Yeah, I know, but like, uh, yeah, I can do it. Go okay, ahead. so yeah, I just went with mine. I think the Raptors will beat the Bulls. Like I said, I just think the Raptors are just a better well round team this year, especially the Bulls with all their injuries. And then uh, Hawks Raptors. I just think I'm gonna say this, Hawks are a pretty good team, and I don't think the Raptors are a great team. So I think they'll win. Yeah, and we talked about the play-in before, and I am keeping the same teams. Heat with a seventh seed, Hawks with an eighth seed. So then you'd have the Bucks versus the Hawks. Um, 
Yeah, so... And then you'd have the Celtics versus uh, the Heat. Heat. So yeah. do you want to go through East and go through every round, or do you want to go round by round with both? Uh, let's go, like, with it. Let's stay with the East. All right, so and, round you know, one. Obviously, we're just doing round one here because we don't know how far it will go. Yeah, so round one, my predictions are, I think it would be Bucks versus Hawks, and that will be the number one Hawks versus the eight Hawks. I mean, the number one Bucks versus the eight Hawks. And I think the Bucks will end up winning this around, like, I think it would be a four-to-one series. I think it'll be pretty easy for the Bucks, mm-hmm. and Giannis would just it'd be it's Giannis moving on to the next round. I don't think he's losing uh, round one. Yeah, I don't think so either, and I actually agree with you 100. percent Four to one, Hawks get a win, uh, and it could be the first game the Hawks win. It could yeah. be a sort of Orlando Magic sort of thing where they always take that first game and uh, they choke the rest of the series <laughs> away. But yeah, four to one, Bucks move on. The next game would be the number two Celtics versus the number seven heat i got the celtics on went to another four to one the celtics are having their best year they've had in years and i think tatum wants to get back to that finals and i don't think and he doesn't want the heat stopping him this time like they did a few years ago and uh they beat them last year and i think they're just going to beat them again but in better fashion because i think they have a better team i think that this series goes to four to two I think that Jimmy Butler is going to be Jimmy Butler. And I know that we say that as a joke every now and then, like Jags are going to jab, blah, 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 blah. But Jimmy Butler is still a dog. Yeah. And he's still going to get the job done. It's not like this team is bad. This yeah. team is not bad. Yeah. Um, you know, and Tyler Hero is going to show out, of course, as he always does. And I don't know the situation with Kyle Lowry. If he's healthy, I think that this most definitely goes to two games. I think either way, Celtics win 4-2 to two against the Heat. And yeah. Celtics advance. The next game is the number three 76ers versus the number six Nets. And I think the 76ers will beat the Nets four to two. I think the Nets will, because they're surprising. That's why I'm giving them two games. They've surprised me a lot this season ever since they lost those players. And I think that team plays really well together. And it's the Sixers in <laughs> the playoffs. So I think, uh, yeah. they, I think they can get two games out of it. Uh, this game, and I'm glad that we're talking about this on the podcast because I wanted to give this hot take. 76ers versus Nets first round goes to seven games. Really? Seven games, yes. I believe that this is game. Uh, this is probably just going to be so wrong, but this is my gut feeling. They go to seven games, 76ers win in a very close fashion. And the only reason I'm saying that is not only because it's a gut feeling, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it is a 76ers. They're going to go back and forth. And this Nets team. They're still they're in the playoffs. They still want to win, and they play very well together. They do. They gel very well, and that's the thing. They're gonna they're gonna give their all against the 76ers. They're tra- they're here to prove people wrong. 76ers are gonna get that upper hand because of Embiid. Yeah. So and, you got 76ers winning it in seven. Yeah. Sweet. And then the last one would be Cavs versus Knicks. I think this is gonna be a close, but the Cavs will win it four to three. I think this will be the seven game series in the East that will be. Which I I do agree with you with the 76ers one. It could happen. But I think the Cavs and Knicks are very similar in teams. But and I think the Knicks will play their heart out out there and get try to get that win, but ultimately in the seventh game they're gonna lose. Yeah, this game will or this round will not only be close for them, I don't see it going to seven games. I see it going to six mm-hmm. with the Cavs taking it. Um and that's solely because the Cavs are more well-rounded yeah. when it comes to play. They have four more wins than the Knicks. They've you know, proven themselves this entire season. 
and they truly do have better players than the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, if the Knicks win this round, New York's going to go crazy. And I won't be surprised if we see a lot of trash talk going on between either of these teams. I'm not saying it will be the level of the Hawks versus Knicks, but I'm saying that there will be a lot of trash talk between Donovan Mitchell and whoever. Donovan Mitchell probably versus the entire New York fan base. <laughs> um, I, I see, can this see the New York fans. Oh, we're finals bound, finals bound. We beat the Cavs. <laughs> yeah, probably. But um, also yeah. the Cavs, it's a new team in the playoffs. A new team altogether. Donovan Mitchell's been there, though. Yeah. And he knows. That's why I'm giving it, giving it to them. Yeah. So. so, and then we'll be heading on to round two, which would be, we both agree, we both have the same winners. So, you want to talk about all the rounds? You don't want to wait until the play-ins are set in stone? No, I want to talk about all. Like, these are way too early playoff predictions. Oh, yeah. Full playoff predictions. And then when they're set in stone, then we can come back to it. All right. So, round two would be Bucks versus Cavs. And I got Cavs upsetting them in seven games. Bucks versus who? Cavs. Oh, that's not really an upset. Really? You don't think that's an upset? No, it's a one versus a four seed. No, but like no one, I think like everyone expects the Bucks to win that. Yeah, the Bucks. Is that not who you said? No, I said the Cavs. Oh, jeez. I, I, I thought the, you said. I think the Cavs would upset the Bucks. Sorry, listeners. I sound stupid. Yeah, yeah. I was, you got me so confused. I was like, wait, how's that not an upset? <laughs> like, <laughs> you were like, no, that had me confused. You're like, yeah, the Bucks upset the Cavs. I'm like, no, I, <laughs> did I misspeak? Yeah. I, uh, well, I got the Cavs. I think the Cavs will upset the Bucks in seven games. Very interesting. I think they're going to come off that uh, next series, staying hot. Mm-hmm. I think they'll ultimately beat Giannis. I, I got to disagree. I think Bucks are winning this game against the Cavs in a 4-2 to two fashion. I'm not going to diss you on 4-3, to three, you know, seven-game series. That's very possible with these teams. But the Bucks still have Giannis. The Bucks still have been to the finals. They've been in this position before. And the Cavs, although they're a great team, they are still young. And I don't know if they're – going to be at that level and the bucks just have a very very solid team i mean you have brooke lopez who's in dpoi talks you got Giannis, who's always in mvp talks and yeah they're they could be due for an upset but i don't know if it's this round yeah well with the next game it would be celtics 76ers i got celtics winning four to two celtics own the sixers especially in the playoffs and i don't think it's going to change this time i think the celtics are on a hot tear they're coming back up they were on the they were going through a little slump at towards the end of the season, but they started picking it back up. So, and I don't think uh, they're going to let that's the 76ers beat them this time. Yeah, I think that this is a series I see going to seven games, mm-hmm. and not only for the rivalry, but also Embiid is ready to Embiid and Harden are ready to prove a lot of doubters wrong. And I know I say that a lot, but they these guys do check the media and they know the storylines that go along with each of these games and. Rivalry aside, everything aside, Celtics win this game in seven in seven games, and that's because, uh, you know, they are a better team. Um, and it's crazy to say whenever you have a former MVP and a possible MVP, you know, on this team. But Celtics, you know, it's just classic things. They've been here, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and that's just my prediction. But I will say that this – you did mention the slump, and that's what I think makes them go to seven games. Yeah. Uh, for me, the next game would be uh, Celtics versus Cavs because I had the Cavs winning. Uh, I think the Celtics would win this one. And this for, is the ECF, right? Yeah, this would be the Easter Conference Finals. I I got the uh, Celtics winning this. I don't 
think they would uh the Cavs would be good enough to beat the Celtics. I mean, actually, I think they're good enough to beat them, obviously. But I don't think the Celtics are gonna let that happen, let that slide. Uh, like I said before, it's basically the same thing. Celtics want to get that finals back. They don't want to. They lost to the Warriors and they want to win this time. Uh, who knows how long that duo with Brown and Tatum is gonna be there still? With those talks with Brown maybe leaving after next season. So they want to get that ring before that possibly happens. And I don't think the Cavs will be there to stop them. And you would be the Celtics versus Bucks. Yeah, and I have Bucks winning this game. And I don't know how many games it goes to. I will say like six or seven, most definitely. I don't see a four to one series or a sweep or anything. And it's actually funny. We have yet to have a sweep in any of these. But who knows? We might see that in the Western Conference. But I will say that, uh, you know, there's the whole thing with the Celtics that you're saying that they're ready and everything like that. I don't know if they're ready to face the Bucks in at least four games. I think the Celtics have a better team when they beat the Bucks last year. Yeah, but I don't. And I, I think the Bucks, the Bucks have, are still. I think very the Bucks good. last season, last year was a better team than they were this year. Nah, I see the Bucks winning this game and going back to the finals. I I don't, and that's not even hate towards the Celtics or anything. I just think that praying on our downfall. Sure. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the West. Uh, so, the plan. It is the seven Lakers versus the eight Timberwolves. For me, I have the Lakers winning this one, especially with Rudy Gobert out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Uh, and then that would mean that would have the Pelicans versus OKC, and then the Pelicans would move on. I think they have a better team overall than the Warriors. I mean, not the Warriors, the Thunder. Mm-hmm. So then you'd have... And then I'd have Timberwolves versus Pelicans in the last one, and I think the Pelicans would also win that one. Me too. I agree because... So you're and, the same thing the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I basically had both of those teams in my play-in whenever we talked about it last time anyways. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to the first round of the West. The first game would be Nuggets versus Pelicans. I got Nuggets winning uh, 4-2. to two. I mean, four to one. Sorry, four to one. Yeah, um, I could see that exact thing happening. Four to one Nuggets. Uh, you know, Jokic is on a tear, and that whole team is so good. I mean, number one seed in the West. Come on. Yeah, Pelicans aren't ready for that. Yep. The next game would be Grizzlies versus Lakers. I got Grizzlies winning four to three. I think it's playoff LeBron still. That's the only reason I'm going to seven. It's because it's the young Grizzlies team versus the a LeBron-led team. Which I'm not saying it's for sure going to seven, te- seven games, obviously. I just put it there because I don't think LeBron's leaving without a fight. Yeah, it's- I have this series going to 4-2 to two Grizzlies. 4-2. to two. And that's only because this Lakers team, they're just not good. And you're saying you're going to go against the number two seed that's been on a tear for the entire season practically. And with or without injuries that might occur with the Grizzlies, they still win. And if LeBron wins this series... I'll be shocked. I'll be pissed. Um, but I, and I really don't hope that doesn't happen. But yeah, Grizzlies take this in six games. I don't really see it going to seven just because of how many like series the Lakers have lost. Uh, well, it actually was kind of even between them this season. But again, injuries, jaw, drama, blah, 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 blah. We're ready to get past that point and make a push. Yep. The next game would be Kings versus Warriors. I have Kings beating the Warriors 4-1. to one. The Warriors have had a really bad season for them, for their standards, and the Kings have been having a great season on a tear, 48-win season. And uh, I just see them 
passing the Warriors in this one. Kings versus Warriors first round. This is one of my games that I think go to seven. Mm-hmm. And that's for the sole fact that you're saying it's the playoff LeBron, it's playoff Curry, it's playoff Clay, it's playoff Draymond. They're going to put up the biggest fight known to man, and Kings are obviously going to put up their biggest fight yet. It's very even hard to say who would win in a seven-game series out of these two teams. I think it. I'm going to give it to the Kings for the sole fact that I want them to. And not only that, but like you said, they are a little bit better. So that could give them an upper edge. But I will not be surprised at all if the Warriors win this series. Yeah. And with the next one, it would be Suns Clippers. This is the first sweep I think will happen. I think the Suns are going to sweep the Clippers. Uh, Yes, they have Kawhi. Yes, they have Russ. But Russ isn't the same. And like we said earlier, this is basically a super team. Yeah. And this is funny because you mentioned that the Clippers would be a dark horse. Yeah, I did. I'm not going to lie, I did, but that was before Paul George was out. If Paul George was still here, I do think it would be a better series. But it's it's basically Kawhi and um, uh, older Russ versus a, pro- a still prime KD, a prime Devin Booker, a prime DeAndre Ayton, DeAndre Ayton and then obviously Chris Paul. And uh, I think the Suns have more depth as well. And uh, I... I just want to. I want to be surprised if it's a sweep. Let me put it that way. Okay. Yeah, I don't see it being a sweep because of Kawhi. I think it's four one. Okay. I think they do get one win. And yeah, we can just move on because I mean you've already pretty much covered everything. All right, the next round. So we have the same teams winning. So therefore, the West round two would be Nuggets versus Suns. I got the Suns winning this four to four to three. Mm, very interesting. No, four to two. Sorry, sorry, four to two. Very interesting. Yeah, I I actually got to agree with the first thing you said. Four to three, uh, Suns win, knock off the Nuggets, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, I just I think that because it's the Nuggets tend to lose a lot and they're playing a super team. Yeah, exactly. Suns. And it's KD. Yeah, it's KD and Devin Booker. Yeah, exactly. And then the next game would be Kings Grizzlies. Uh, I got. I got Grizzlies winning 4-2. to Yeah, I have Grizzlies winning this as well. And, yeah, I got to agree with the 4-2 to as well. Um, it's going to be a little tight. Uh, it's going to be a very hard matchup, honestly. Both teams are pretty even on paper. Uh, I'm excited for that one. Yeah. And then the Western Conference Final, it'll be Grizzlies at Suns. I got the Suns winning 4-3. to oh, Very interesting. Yeah, I, I think this series goes to either six or seven games. I got... The Grizzlies winning it. And man, you know, you're gonna pick your team. I'm gonna pick mine. <laughs> uh but yeah, I'm gonna You said the seven games? Uh I said six or seven. I'll go seven to be a little bit safer, I guess. But this is gonna be a master class from Jaw and Jaron. And they're gonna show the world what's up and they're also gonna maybe turn some heads for K D. Maybe K D comes to Memphis. Maybe. I don't think that's gonna happen though. It was in talks, uh, you know. You love to talk about how many teams players want to play for Boston and all that. There's talks about KD. Make, we had a whole trade written up to get KD. And I don't know if they declined it or if we just didn't go with it. But, yeah, it's going to turn some heads. Yeah. So my finals, we have two different finals. In our, so for me, I have the Celtics versus Suns. I think the Celtics will win in seven and finally get that uh, 18th championship. 
and Tatum will have his ring. Brown will have his ring. Uh, I think uh, Tatum and Brown can beat KD like they did last year. They swept him. Yeah. And, yeah, he has a better team. And that's why I'm giving him three games. But he had Kyrie and Harden last year. And now he has Booker and uh, Aiden along with Chris Paul. But I still think they're good. they have a better team and he has a better team. That's why with the Celtics getting better as well, that's why I still have them winning. They're still a super solid team that have been on tear of great run this year. And uh, Katie's been jumping around. And he's been hurt a couple times, slipping. <laughs> getting <laughs> slipping hurting his ankle yeah, being out. Whatever that was. And whatever happened. But yeah, I, I got the Celtics winning their eighteenth championship this year. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So for me, Memphis versus Bucks. Um, this is a game I've actually seen them play a few times throughout the regular season. And this is gonna be a four to two win for the Bucks. Really? Yeah. Uh Giannis gets his second ring. And one thing I do want to say right now, I was going to save it for the end, but the both of these finals are not going to happen um, that we have. They just won't, knowing the NBA playoffs. They <laughs> simply will not happen, either one of these. Maybe one of our teams makes it. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I will say that it doesn't really matter. I have faith. Yeah, um, sure. But that's the thing. I mean, sure, I do. Yeah, I'm saying sure. <laughs> sure, you can have faith. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean that the uh, madness of NBA finals won't happen. Um, so yeah, I don't th- see the M- Memphis Grizzlies winning the series. I think that they can make it. I think that I have faith in them to make it, but I don't have faith in them to win it, especially mm-hmm. not going against Giannis. Yeah. Well, that's going to wrap up our crystal ball, uh, playoff predictions. We're going to move into the countdown best NBA playoff series of all time. I'm pulling up everything for me. Nick, you can start us off. All right, so at number five, I'm going to have the 2002 Lakers versus Kings Western Conference Finals. And this was a very, very, very good uh, you know, series. Sacramento Kings wanted to eliminate their division rivals. And at the time, they were on an absolute crazy run with Kobe. And uh, Shaq was on that team as well. And uh, so, you know, in game five, Mike Bibby gave the Kings the win on the final play in game six, brought the, you know, infamous 27 free throws for the Lakers in the final quarter, uh, you know, which is very difficult to explain even to this day. And the Kings had a chance to win the series at home in game seven. They just weren't able to do it. Uh, Shaq had 35 points. Kobe had 30 and they became the first team in two decades to win the decider on the road in an NBA or conference finals. And you got to remember back in the day around this time, the Kings were good and the Kings were not only good, but they were ready to win it all. And they couldn't get over that hump because at the time there was the Lakers who were just insanely good. Yep. And number four and my, my next few are pretty recent. Um, because I do think that there's a lot for me, at least this is my countdown. So I'm going to talk about recent things that I think play a bigger part in NBA history. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of good ones in the, in the back in the day, but these are some that I actually got to watch. So yeah, 2016 warriors versus thunder Western conference finals. And you got to know the season, the warriors were 73 and nine, uh, Curry won the MVP that season and clay and Draymond were on all NBA teams. 
and uh, they almost thought that this historic thing was going to come to an end. And this is why I got to add this because they were down three one to the Thunder. Yeah, and they came back. And as history wrote itself, they were up three one against the Cavs and they lost. Uh, so a little bit of karma there, I guess you could say. But yep. either way, uh, and the, they got KD out of it. Yeah, so that's what I was going to touch on. Uh, it was led by KD and Russell. Uh, they were three up or three. They were three to one. Uh, they had freaking three, like three more games to beat them. Still didn't do it. The Warriors won game five at home before game six in Oklahoma. Uh, and this was actually one of the greatest explosions of just individual play in the playoffs when Thompson sank 11 three pointers to revive the team. Um, and, you know, come back and Curry had 36 points and eight assists crazy back and forth the win for golden state represented the end of an era for oklahoma and this is obviously where history wrote itself kd can't beat him join him yep and he did exactly that and what a series that was uh number three for me 2009 bulls versus celtics first round mm-hmm. and they're saying that this could be one of the best ever first round playoff series of all time uh you know the celtics had just won it uh, there was a knee injury with Kevin Garnett midway through that season. Uh, but this Chicago Bulls team was hungry. They were ready to win. Game one went into overtime. Game three did as well. The fourth had two overtimes. The fifth was also decided in extra overtime. And just to top things off, game six required three overtimes <laughs> before the Bulls were forced a game seven. And, you know, this was won by the Celtics in that series wow it was that was crazy crazy yeah. good series uh definitely watch highlights for that uh number two for me on my countdown 2012 heat versus celtics eastern conference finals mm-hmm. the celtics were three and two in the series with the next game being in boston and lebron's legacy was on the chopping block right here yep um and you know he did what he does best and he was great he had 45 points 15 rebounds and made sure to force a game seven, which then he got 31 points and 12 rebounds as the Heat pulled off the win against a very good Celtics team, and they made the finals that year. Yep. And for me, this last game was, uh, and this is number one on my countdown, this was the best series I have ever watched in my entire life. And I was rooting for the Rockets hard in this 2018 Warriors versus Rockets Western Conference Finals. And this was when the best team in the world, arguably, was taken to their breaking point. Where, you know, the Warriors with Steph, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andre Iguodala were pushed all the way to a seven-game series. And, you know, James Harden and Chris Paul were ready to dethrone them. They had won 65 games in the regular season that year. And the Warriors won in Houston in game one. Series was tied at 1-1. Swept in the victory in the third. The score was 126-85. to But then the Rockets responded with two straight wins to go 3-2. and two. And they were one step away from an NBA conference or an NBA finals, sorry, um, where, you know, the Cavs were waiting for them at this point. Uh, final moments of Game 5, Paul suffered an injury, and the Rockets, uh, you know, they lost the next two. Uh, the Warriors came back with 16 points behind in Game 6 and 15th in the 7th. 
having somehow survived one of the most incredible battles, this uh, source says. And I don't doubt them for saying that at all. And those comeback wins in game six and game seven being down that low was crazy to watch. And like we're talking about master classes, this was definitely a big master class. And it was hard to see this great Rockets team. And this season, 2018, uh, for a while, people had thought this finals would be Warriors, sorry, not Warriors, Rockets versus Celtics. Mm -hmm. uh, it was actually the opposite became the Warriors versus Cavs. And we know how bad of a finals that was with the Warriors <laughs> sweeping them in the finals. Yep. Um, and yeah, I was on like a camp. I was at like a camp when this happened, like a mission trip. And I like, we didn't really have a lot of good connection. And all I remember was just hearing that they won 4-0. And I was like, dang, LeBron didn't even put up a fight. Like, this Warriors <laughs> team is crazy. I was like, this Warriors team's going to the next, like, six finals. But, uh, you know, NBA doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Michael, what's yours? So my number five, I have the 2016 Cavs versus Warriors finals. The Cavs and their 52-year championship drought. They're down 3-1. to one. The Cavaliers rally with a 40-point effort from by both LeBron James, Kyrie Irving in Game 5. James got another win in Game 6 after putting a stat line of 41 points, 8 rebounds, 11 assists. He brought that trophy home to Cleveland. Like he said, he was down 3-1, to one, which is super impressive versus a very good uh, the best, team. The best team yeah. to ever play. Yep. And then my next one, I have the 2012 uh, Celtics heat uh eastern conference final you said it already lebron's legacy was in serious danger in this in this one uh behind the game the rajon rondo's 44 point 10 assists and eight rebound game ray allen's three pointer in 30 seconds to tie the game lebron's miss on the final possession this game this series was all over the place who knew, no one knew what was really going to happen and then lebron did lebron and won it to move on and then my next one i grew through the 2018 rockets warriors you said everything about it it was the surprising not surprise it was kind of surprising because it was kd on the warriors on a great warriors team and uh the rockets james Harden and chris paul trying to get that ring doing everything they could to win it and they just fall short in game seven i could be wrong but <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if scott foster was ref in that game <laughs> I don't I think remember. He may, I think he may have, honestly. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, you keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Uh, then my number two, I have the 2013 Heat versus Spurs. Uh, they won, the Heat won 4-3. to three. I mean, yeah, 4-3. to three. LeBron won MVP. Uh, the game one was a super exciting one. The Spurs won it. Both teams traded wins in the next four ahead of a 3-2 series. The Spurs built a 13-point lead in the late third quarter of Game 6. Uh, LeBron then uh, was the defending champions and mounted a comeback. And Miami took the lead with the Ray Allen layup with six minutes left. Uh, and then Tony Parker had five quick points to do it, bring it back. And then the LeBron ultimately came back and won the whole series for them. Uh, this was like a little bit of a rivalry between these two. They went back to back uh, mm -hmm. finals, and it was just good. To, it was it was LeBron in his prime with the Heat. It was just super exciting to watch him. And then my number one, I had the 2016 Thunder and Warriors. That was that series. This is like one of the first series I really watched. 
like watch watch because it was KD Russ versus Steph Clay, and the uh, like we said before the best team to ever do it, mm-hmm. and they they were about to do it. <laughs> they were about to upset the this team that was uh, like amazing, like so good. And K- <laughs> Katie and Russ together were awesome to watch. It was uh-huh. super exciting. You said everything. Yeah. And then... It, you know, the thing is, you're saying, like, they could have done it. If they would have, they still would have probably lost to LeBron. Yeah. Uh, I mean, LeBron's faced the Thunder in the finals before and still won. Uh, the Thunder were better at this point, but I think that the Cavs still would have won that year, honestly. Yeah. And, yeah, you you pretty much said it. And I will say Scott Foster was a referee. <laughs> but, yeah, that is uh, my countdown. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, super good. I will say that um, for anybody listening, I didn't have a single finals game, and that was not done, uh, like, coincidentally. I did that on purpose because we already did a best finals, like, series thing. So if you guys want to check that out, make sure you find that episode. Um, but, yeah, very good list, Mike. All right, so the next uh, segment we have is a start bench cut. The first one we have is LeBron, Katie, Giannis. You go first on this one. So, yeah, I'm curious to see where these lists line up. Um, I think that we might have a little argument. I don't know. But I'm starting Giannis in this. Um, Giannis coming with two MVPs. And this is solely based on not prime. This is solely based on now, right? So, if this is right now, I'm going with this list. Okay. Uh, Starting Giannis, as in the year 2023, I'm starting Giannis, uh, two-time MVP, blah, 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 blah. He's basically top three in MVP voting right now, too, which is crazy. Uh, Leading the number one seed, yada, yada, yada. LeBron. I'm benching LeBron. Okay. I'm benching LeBron because not only has he dealt with injuries this season, but in his old age, he has still proven his greatness. And that's why I'm benching him and I'm cutting Durant for the sole fact that I think that all three of these guys are the best in the world, but Durant hasn't proven much to me anytime soon. Like he's had his good nights this season, but he's dealt a lot with injuries a lot over the last few years. And every time he comes back, he plays good. He plays good games, but LeBron is, uh, you know, LeBron and Giannis, I would say have like, worse individual players than the Suns. And like that's just me. I think that they have better teams, obviously, except for LeBron. But uh, you know, when it comes to individual play, I think that they like lack that because you have Booker, Aiden. We've already covered all that. So, you know, I'm cutting Durant. I d I don't know. That's just me personally and that's my list. Um I'm excited to see what you have to say. Yeah, I agree with you on the KD cutting. Uh for me, I was gonna go. I was thinking prime when I was doing this, but I also think it's it was pretty close. If I was talking prime, because Giannis is still in his prime, and we don't know how long that prime is gonna be, and he who knows what he's gonna do in his career. He can mm-hmm. win another three MVPs. Yeah, and true. for me, I went prime, so I was starting LeBron, but I kind of think I would start him even if now. Like I, I imagine him. I'm building. If I'm gonna, I'm gonna imagine it this way. I'm putting one of them on the Celtics to play. I I would go with LeBron because they're, they're both power forward, small forward. LeBron can play anything. You put him in a position, he'll play it, and he'll do good at it. He'll put the points up. He'll defend the players. I see, yeah. I see these, like, star bench cuts as more of starting him on a team, but at the same time, like, one-on-ones. Yeah. 
almost. And I think LeBron can literally defend anyone and get the job y- done. Yeah, I mean, Giannis <laughs> could get past him. Yeah, and I'm not that, saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's. And close. I will say that with a prime thing, yeah. I'm starting LeBron at prime. That's why I asked. Yeah. But right now in 2023, and like you said, it's very even hard with Giannis because he's still in his prime. Uh, but yeah, I'm going with LeBron with a guy with that has like four MVPs. Yeah. If we're doing that. But yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. All right, good. So I, either way, I think I would put LeBron. I think I would put LeBron at either one just to make it interesting. Because mm. I, 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 I think LeBron could, in a one-on-one, I, I think he could beat him. <laughs> <laughs> like now, I just I I nah, think he could. I don't think so. It's in a game to what? In a game to eleven? It's just a regular black top. Twenty one. Let's just say twenty one. That's what I play on two K. <laughs> black top <laughs> game to twenty one. I think LeBron yeah, could do no. that. I don't think so. Really? Honestly, yeah. No, I don't. Uh, and that brings up the question. I mean, this whole different thing. But we should have one on ones in the All Star tournament. Um, that would be cool. Yeah. They, not like the all-star game, but like at the day before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like get rid of something, get rid of that stupid skills competition and put it, it got, bo- it got stupid. Like the old skills competition was fun to watch. And then now the team skills competition, I don't like, yeah, it's dumb, but put, put one-on-ones in there. Yeah. We're but, getting off topic, but yeah, I see the Giannis winning that and that's size physicality. And on top of that, uh, just he's in his prime and LeBron is older. Uh, I mean, LeBron is still doing great, but put him to 21, put him to 11, Giannis wins. Interesting. Well, the next one we have is Larry Bird, Magic, Johnson, and Island Iverson. For me, this is the great rivalry of the old time, of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. I have, I'm cutting Iverson at the end of it. I think both these players are greater. They've done more. They've accomplished more than him. And that I just think they're better players than him. Uh, but I'm benching. I'm benching Magic Johnson. And I'm starting Larry Bird. Uh, that's bias. Not going to lie. <laughs> that's bias for me. But also, they both have their own things. Like Magic, his style of play is incomparable. Uh, his playoff stats are better. and he. But he also had better players around him. He had Kareem. Like just right there, Kareem right there is. What about Kevin McHale? Yeah, I mean. What about uh, <laughs> what's his face? Uh, Robert Horry? No, 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 that's not his name. Uh, somebody there's somebody else that was really good. Uh, for the Celtics that that season, but yeah, Robert Parrish, that's it right there. Yeah, he had Robert Parrish, but Bird also was the, I think Kareem was the best player on that team. When uh, they played? No, I don't think so at all. And that's because that was in the end of Kareem's career. It was, and Magic Johnson was just starting his prime pretty much. And, um, yeah, I, I'll get to my list, but you keep going. But, yeah, I I have Bird at starting. He he was, the like, one of the best three-point shooters at the time when no one really shot threes. Uh, he was He was the more complete player, in my opinion. He was able to do pretty much almost everything. He got the rebounds. He was able to get the assists. And he was able to lead that team with high point games. While Bird, I mean, while uh, Johnson still had, uh, he was he was the point guard. He did what point guards did back in the day. While Bird did more of everything. Okay. 
All right, so I'll get my list then. Yeah. I'm starting Magic. I'm starting Magic because you're saying Larry Bird is more well-rounded. Magic is more well-rounded. You're talking about a guy who's averaging like 30 points as a point guard. And on top of that, I mean, you're seeing a guy that's getting assist after assist. And not to mention, Magic Johnson is probably the best point guard of all time, other than Steph Curry. I think that it goes back and forth. And the Magic versus Larry Bird rivalry has been settled for a while. I mean, uh, Magic had MVPs, but on top of that, he had rings. And he didn't, uh, and you know, Larry Bird didn't have as many rings as Magic Johnson did. That whole 80s was Larry versus Magic, and it was awesome to see. But I'm starting Magic because he's the better player. And on top of that, I'm benching Allen Iverson and I'm cutting Larry Bird, and I'm cutting Larry Bird, and not, don't get me wrong, Larry Bird is one of the greats, and I think that on the all-time list, Larry Bird is higher than Allen Iverson, in my opinion. But in the one-on-one aspect, in a game-time situation, also we're talking about different eras here. I want to mention yeah. that as well. Uh, Allen Iverson, one-on-one against Larry Bird, he's dropping Larry Bird at least once. He's getting Larry Bird mixed up somehow. Some of the best handles in the game ever. And, you know, this start bench cut is harder because different eras. And also, we got two point guards against what Larry Bird was, strong forward. Small forward. Small forward, sorry. Yeah. Uh, So He also played power forward. Yeah, so you're going with a forward versus a guard. And it's interesting to see. But I'm picking Allen Iverson. And I think that he gets dropped. And I think that... Larry Bird has more accolades. Larry Bird had better teams to play with, different era. You got his biggest competition was Magic Johnson. Allen Iverson had Kobe and Shaq to deal with. And on top of that, you got a crazy good um, – I, I don't really know who else was good around that time. I mean, the Kings were good around that time and uh, stuff like that. But the Suns were good. You said Magic Johnson was averaging like 30 points. The highest he's ever averaged was 23 points, while Larry Bird was averaging 28, 28, 29, 24, 24, 23, yeah, 22. That, that's my fault. Uh, you got that totally. Like, Larry Bird was averaging way more every like. That doesn't – it doesn't no, matter. I'm just saying I'm, you said you're Magic and Johnson. And I did just throw a number out there. I will say that. Highest he averaged was 23 20, – I'll give it 24 points one season, and that was in 86-87. Larry Bird was – Let's look at assists. Let's look at assists and rebounds as well, because we're talking about well-rounded here. So let's see who had better statistics that way. So overall career assists six point three for Bird, eleven point two for Johnson. But that's that's uh, expected. He's the point guard for Johnson. Rebounds total rebounds was seven point two for Johnson, uh, ten for Bird. Uh, Career-wise points twenty-four for Bird, nineteen for Johnson. Bird takes it with well-rounded with rebounds assists. Let's see. Points. Bird was shooting more threes. Bird was shooting. He obviously he was a point shooting guard more threes. is used a to po- shooting more threes. Not in this era. Not but in this era the, at all. I'm, I'm saying let's pull up Allen Iverson because he <laughs> shot a lot more threes. I'm guessing than Larry Bird. I mean, not not as not as good of a field goal percentage, but I, the, the stats show that Bird is the more well-rounded player. Not necessarily, because you just said Allen Iverson had more rebounds and more assists. So Larry Allen Iverson, or sorry, Magic Johnson. So had, did not have more rebounds. Bird had more rebounds. Show me the thing again. I literally said Bird had averaged ten rebounds to Magic's seven. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, at the same time, he's 
you can you're just being a Celtics bias on this. Whenever Magic but it Johnson, literally, it literally shows his points and his literally statistics. And I'm are still better. starting Magic Johnson over, <laughs> I'm over Larry just, I'm Bird. I'm still you. starting him. I'm just he's saying. better. He's better. <laughs> he is. I'm taking Bird any day over Magic More ring. Johnson. How many? How many damn MVPs did Magic Johnson win? <laughs> he won three MVPs, and so did Larry Bird, right? Yeah. He was NBA Finals MVP three times as well. Let's take that into consideration. <laughs> Either way, Allen Iverson drops Larry Bird, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I will I, say I that. I could say Allen Iverson drops Magic Johnson. Yeah, he could. But yeah. I think that Magic Johnson is one of regarded as one of the best point guards of all time. We're talking all time. And Larry Burns, known as one of the best small forwards slash power forwards of all time. this is still an unfair start bench cut because of that. <laughs> so that's why I don't care about that. But I put the Bird Magic because there's the rivalry between them. Mm. And, I mean, yeah, Bird played with a good collective group of players. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was still one of the greatest centers and one of the best centers in the league at the time. And, he's and he was playing with James Worthy with the number one draft pick and three-time NBA champion. Okay, well, we're talking about individual play. I know I could care less about team play. I know. I'm just saying honestly. that Magic had, be- had better players to play with, too. All right, we're just going to move on. Agree to uh, disagree. Agree I, knew to you disagree. Were, I knew you were going to start Larry Bird, too, and I was like, yeah, I'm still cutting him. I don't care. I mean, I'm just saying Bird is the better player. Better player. Than Matt, he's, he's better than Magic. He's not. Magic, he is, though. Let, I'm, uh, hold on. Let me... <laughs> I want to see how many times Magic Johnson beat Larry Bird. Oh, we're going to see this? Let's see. <laughs> oh, all right. Why are you looking it up? I'm... Bird versus okay, Johnson. Since you're already typing it, oh, I guess oh. I'll wait for you to. <laughs> I was going to type it. I put my mic down. <laughs> He's like, I'll type it in. Magic Johnson is 11-7 and seven versus Bird. But like I said, he's had the better overall team. 11-7. seven. <laughs> he had four more wins the, against Larry, Larry Bird. Larry Bird versus and Magic Johnson. And not John- to mention, we're, we're, they were... They were paired up against each other on a lot of matchups. Yeah. So you can't say that, oh, it's a better team. They were paired up more, and Magic dished it out more. Magic dished it out more, and that's what got him the win. I could care less about better players. We're putting a one-on-one? Like you said multiple times, Bird is beating him in a one-on-one. No, I don't think so at all. I I think so for sure. The only way, Magic Johnson is still a good defender. Yeah, defending him so well, he won eleven to seven in his matchups. And on top of that, I mean, the only thing, the only way Bird wins is by somehow getting some miracle threes up. Mir- <laughs> he's gonna, he can po- he's a lot bigger than him. It's easy to post him up. He can, yeah, he's a good defender, but it's still Larry were, Bird. He's not that much bigger than he, Magic Johnson. He can, he's still putting, <laughs> facing a lot of bigger play. He's playing bigger players all season. Both of them no, are playing like he's defend- players no, no, no. in the NBA. I'm talking about uh, he's a small forward power forward, so he's defending bigger players more often than Magic Johnson Magic Johnson was. was still playing against good players. I'm not saying he wasn't, but I'm saying he, he can post up Magic Johnson much easier than other players. Dude. <laughs> okay, I think more Agree people say... Agree disagree at this point. More people say, all right, we'll see. We'll see. To the five listeners that listen to this episode without a guest... Please tell me who's better. And <laughs> if you're Bird. saying Larry, Larry Bird, Legend, dude, Michael, I swear to you, is going to get all of his Boston family to say Larry Bird, and I'm going to be like, okay, that doesn't matter. It's bias. It's completely bias. Okay, yeah, as John would say, it's true. Okay, well, <laughs> well. 
I just started hitting John, John randomly. He'd agree with me. Of course he would, because John sucks your dick. You're just doing everything that he doesn't know. Nah. John got my Don't back. even say nah, bro. You know it's true. John got my back. And let's move on to the next segment. <laughs> All right, the next segment is Mount Rushmore greatest NBA rivals. And uh let's see <laughs> let's see if we have any difference. Let's see if another argument starts up here. Yeah. I mean you can't really argue with this because either way they are rivalries. <laughs> so but we'll start with the obvious Celtics versus Lakers. It's just the most Dude. obvious one. It's the greatest. It's one of the greatest rivalries of all time. Yeah, um, and that comes in due to Magic and Johnson. Uh, but and the uh, uh, titles, they're tied at titles. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. their overall team success. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that did mainly start from Celtics. For that, it, it got bigger with Magic versus Bird. Yeah, it like skyrocketed with that, and then it kept going. Um, and then not to mention you got the 2008 finals with Kobe versus, you know, Paul Pierce and all that. Yeah. Um, but then on top of that, I'm going to have Cavs versus warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they made this a Christmas day special, like kind of rivalry game in like 2017 or whatever. And that just shows you that anytime it's on Christmas day, you know, it's a somewhat rivalry. And that's what I love about the Christmas day games. And you know, this is, this is a thing that had them seeing each other four times in the finals. Of course, they're going to be rivals. And I don't think there's much more to mention about that. But my next two involve the Heat because the Heat made a lot of rivals. Yeah, they really did. They did. And it still has had a lingering effect. Um, Heat versus Mavs uh, and Heat versus Spurs. Yeah. And my honorable mentions, I will say Celtics versus 76ers is an honorable mention. I just didn't really have it on there because there hasn't been a lot of Eastern conference battles between them anytime soon. The rivalry is still there and I will say it is a great rivalry, but on top of that, I got Grizzlies versus Warriors as an honorable mention and Bulls versus Pistons. Yeah. For me, I had the Celtics Lakers, obviously and I had the heat and Spurs, the back-to-back final series and the Spurs stopping their three peat. And then I have Cavs Warriors. There has to be a rivalry when there's four straight title. I mean, uh, final series. And then my last one is Bulls Piston. It's the Michael Jordan versus Isaiah Thomas rivalry. They were like the biggest team against the Bulls when they were on their big runs. So I had to put them on there. But we only had one difference, but that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. And there's I, – I did it more recently because, like, the Bulls Pistons hasn't been entertaining yeah. at all recently. I, I only put that because of the Jordan era. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, that's going to wrap up uh, our Mount Rushmore, and then we're going to go into one of our last three segments, which is Fight Club UFC 287 recap. What It was It was good. It was a very good card. We're going to start from the bottom. Raul Rosas Jr. hype has come to a pause with him losing to Christian Rodriguez, the youngest UFC fighter ever signed to the UFC, loses in uh, – to the decision short cards his first round he won he was controlling it and then and round two and three man just lost it christian rodriguez just did what he did to uh, to finish last three round last two rounds which got him the win it was it was an all right fight to watch but the next one was jorge masvidal versus gilbert burns gilbert burns beats masvidal by car uh scoring cards retiring masvidal after a incredible career, 
with the fastest knockout in UFC history with Ben Askren, five seconds, insane. But uh, honestly, I can see Masvidal coming back to fight Colby Covington, his biggest rival, if he's in the title and if he's like the champion, because uh, Covington is supposed to fight Leon Edwards for the title. If Co- I see Covington winning, if Covington wins, I want to be surprised if Masvidal comes back for that title fight. And then obviously, the biggest fight of the night. Nick's happy about this one. Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. Adesanya knocking him out gruesomely mm. in the second round. I was very disappointed in this one. He reclaimed his middleweight champion. And uh, who? no one knows what's going to happen next. It really depends on what Pereira decides. Because Pereira is only fighting the middleweight division to fight Israel Adesanya. His normal fighting weight is in the 205s, the lightweight, light heavyweight. And uh, the whole, it's funny, he came to the UFC just to beat Israel Adesanya, which he did in their first fight. And good for him, He's, he became champion. He knocked him out, beating, beating him for the third time. But Israel Adesanya finally got it off this time, knocking him out. Honestly, I thought, while I was watching that, I thought Pereira was about to win because he had him on the cage. Adesanya looked exactly, literally exactly like his last fight when he got knocked out. He was on the cage doing, and then Pereira dropped his hand. Adesanya saw it through, hit him right in the temple, knocked him out. That's going to knock out anyone. And uh, I just want to say, Adesanya was beefing with a kid, with Pereira's kid after he was mocking him. I was like, <laughs> it was funny, but I was like, dude, still a kid. And I'm the only reason I've been in Twitter beef with people Adesanya acted like he was God to the man that knocked him out twice and beat him three times. Like, come on. I, there better be a rematch, a trilogy. I want a rematch. I <laughs> I don't know what happens, but there's actually a lot of rumors going around. Pereira's going to move up to light heavyweight. He's going to fight for the championship. He's going to get the championship because he could, I think he can win a light heavyweight champion. And then there will be a champ champ status on the line between Adesanya Mm-hmm. And Pereira, where Adesanya will fight for the light heavyweight. Yeah. And that will be the trilogy fight. That's what cool. people are saying UFC is going to do. Yeah. And I mean, you're saying, oh, Nick's happy about this. A lot of people are happy about this. My yeah. Dad. I know. A uh, lot of people are happy about it. I won't lie. Maybe, I don't ever. Other than Michael, I have not seen a single person mad about this. And I will say that, you know, the I'm uh, Adesanya dis- thing with a kid is funny. It is funny. Um, I, I agree with. But I mean, you still like Russell Westbrook, and he was yelling at some babies and some. I'm saying I'm not. So. I'm not saying it's not funny. <laughs> I literally said it was funny, <laughs> but the only. <laughs> I'm not. Mad. I'm more disappointed than mad, like I because I've. It's because everyone's been hating on Pereira since he joined, the UFC and came in. Like he's been hate hated. He's proved he knocked out the number four. The reason he got the title fight originally is because ever since he joined. Of course he's going to get title fight. He's the guy who's beat Israel Adesanya twice. And Israel has never beat him. And he knocked out every single fighter in the UFC he fought. The number four fighter, Sean Strickland, knocked him out cold. Of course he's going to get that title fight. He's proven that he's good enough to face Adesanya. Even before. Now he's proven that he's digressed against Adesanya. He wasn't even digressed. He was winning the fight. He got knocked out, Michael. No, I'm saying he, he's not digressed, though. It, I'm, that's a terrible... Because the first round he won. You're, okay, he but I'm sec- saying he digressed from the last time they fought because Adesanya, that's that's why Adesanya is so happy. 
He won. He practiced no, day in and day out to that. beat his ass and knock him out, and he did just that. Yeah, but you're saying Pereira digressed? How did In you... the fight against... Pereira. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. He beat him three times. Yeah. He lost this one by knockout. Yeah. He has digressed from the last time he fought him. Did he win the last time? Yes. I'm just saying... I... Did he lose this time? Yes. He's digressed. Okay. I still think he's just as good as he was before, when he in the last fight. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't ready for what Adesanya gave to him. Lucky shot. You. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> I'm just shot. saying. All I'm saying is Pereira was winning that that fight until he got knocked out, obviously. But all I'm saying is that there should be a trilogy fight between them. And Adesanya was saying that he doesn't think uh, Pereira deserves it. That's some bullshit because Pereira has beaten him three times. But when you beat him one time, he don't deserve that. That's kind of you gotta agree that's stupid. He does. He doesn't got that dog in him. Dog, that's such a selfish thing. Like, come on, he deserves that fight. He de- Pereira's beaten this man three times, but right when he loses, people are saying he doesn't deserve it. That bow and arrow celebration was cold <laughs> as hell. Like that was clean, <laughs> and the fact that he, like, so the whole thing when the mocking the kid. It's not exactly mocking the kid in the sense like he just did what the kid did to him or I don't know if it was him or some other fighter. He just fell on the ground like his kid, like Pereira's kid did to whoever to him. That's deserved, dude. (laughs) Like that's funny as hell. Like your kid does that. I'm going to do it to you whenever I knock your daddy out on live television in front of millions. Hell yeah. I'm all for that. Honestly, I don't care. I just thought it was funny. And like that's cold. Like, I love that, and uh, he deserves that win. He does. Especially after losing to your opponent three times. I'm sure that you would be feeling on top of the world like he did if you beat your biggest rival after losing him three times. And, you know, that is a little selfish of him to say, like, I don't think we should fight again. But I don't blame him. Why would you want to end it on – why would you want to go back after you're ending on a high note? At the end of the day, he doesn't have – the, the final decision UFC does. Yeah, and at the end of the day, he has a belt now. And we'll see what happens. But uh, that's going to end it up for our Fight Club segment. I will be talking a lot more about it later this week. You will, in our uh, Friday, we're going to announce that uh, my new podcast with our good friend Luke Stutzman will be out on fr- Friday called The Uppercut. But we're going to move right into our next segment, which is the draft day best disney animated movies of all time uh let me get the draft board out to see who goes first exciting exciting times Mm -hmm. oh fortune (laughs) (laughs) all right the first pick goes to Me, Mike. <laughs> of course, bro. I feel like anytime it's me and you now, it's you. Dog, you literally watched that. <laughs> All right. With Jared. my first pick, I am going to go with. There's so many. What can I go with? So many greats. Give me my favorite Disney movie of all time, Lion King. Oh, I thought you said it. I said where it's going to depend. 
jeez, whatever. <laughs> Last night, guys, was so freaking... <laughs> oh, whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's so many good ones. Um, and I guess now we're not just doing Pixar or anything like that. So, um, yeah. Okay, let's, it's, just make, it's, let's just decide. Do you want to do just Pixar? Pixar? Well, last night I said, do you want to do 2D the, or do you, like 2D and animation? You were like, what? And I was like, you know, the OGs and the Pixar. Like, you were like. Yeah. And then at the very no, end, no, no, at the very end, I was like, no, I, I agreed with that. I said, sure. And I, then I texted you, should we do just Pixar as a lot? And then we were you're like, uh, blah, blah. And then at the very end, I said, all right, we'll do both. Yeah. But I, I thought you meant like animated as because then we started talking about like animated as moana and frozen because they're owned by disney and not pixar i'm so confused right now dog just keep going it's whatever let's just let's there's just, hella yeah. draft days to do in the future <laughs> we did a freaking all things birds draft like we can figure out something we'll just we'll just okay, we'll just yeah. go with lion it lion king cool it's a great movie um Oh, now that puts me in a rut. I'm just saying, but you know, I'll I'll stick with it. Uh, give me uh, Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Great one. Are we? Do, are you doing the whole franchise or just the first one? It's an individual movie, so just the All first right. one. I don't know if we're going. Okay, for me, give me. Uh. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with Monsters, Inc. Yeah, super, super good. Give me up. Yep, that's a good one, too. Damn, that was a really good one. Give me, for my next one, I'm going to go with... Uh, where I just saw it. Where is it? Uh, give me the Incredibles. Hmm. Give me cars. Damn, that's a good one. <laughs> cars. Oh, uh, let's see. Give me. No, I'm not gonna go to that one yet. You're not gonna take that. I'm gonna take. Wally. Give me Ratatouille. <laughs> this is going so fast. <laughs> Ratatouille. All right, give me the. So that's one, two, three, four, four each. We have three more picks. Uh, I feel like I'm almost obligated to pick like an OG Disney movie now that you have Lion King on there because Lion King is me finding Nemo. not fit in. If we're going OGs, I mean, you took the best one with the Lion King, uh, but give me Aladdin. Okay, that's a good one. That'll probably be like the only one I really pick. Uh, so I have two more picture. One, two, three, four, five. All right, I'm gonna go with what's that? I'm gonna go with Bolt. Okay, I'll go with Frozen. <laughs> I wasn't gonna pick that. I had that on my list, but I wasn't gonna pick it. One of the biggest grossing all time movies. It is, but there's just so many better ones in my opinion. Uh, there's two w- ways I can go here. I'm going to go with my, one of my personal favorite Disney movies, Brother Bear. Yeah, I saw that movie, but, mm. uh, how many picks do I have left? This is your last one. Oh, 
I'm gonna. Uh, there's a lot of great ones that I have, but I'm gonna pull some heartstrings and one of the one of the earlier movies that made me cry as a kid, Toy Story three. Two Toy Stories. All right. All right. Well, here are teams. Team might consist of Lion King, Monsters Inc., The Incredibles, Wally, Finding Nemo, Bolt, and Brother Bear. Team Nick, Toy Story, Up, Cars, Ratatouille, Aladdin, Frozen, and Toy Story 3. Let us know in the comments who you Jeez, think won. I didn't know my team was that good. I didn't know my team was that good, though. Bro, pick Bolt. Let's just. Bolt is one of the greatest mind. TV uh, Disney movies. Mm, that bowl is barely talked about. <laughs> bolt is so, so good. it's underrated. so much nostalgia out of that. If anything, if anything, it's underrated. All right, well, uh, we're gonna head right into the post game. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Against the Call. Uh, we have so much planned for y'all. Uh, we're gonna bring this up. If you're feeling a little tired watching this, just make sure you use Dovey. And to get Dovey, you can get ten percent off your next purchase. If you use our code Against the Call on all caps at www.w.gg. And uh, if you want to go to a little game, maybe see our friend uh, Colton Gordon, <laughs> Baby Poo at UCF, <laughs> you can use our code SeatGeek ATC for $20 off your first purchase. Yeah. And uh, what well, you could wear to those games, maybe? Oh, yeah. Our merch. Yeah. I guess the call merch for a small price of $25. Just DM me or Nick, not John, uh, or against the call Instagram, anywhere we'll answer you and give you our sizes and prices. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned for everything we have planned and all of our out-of-pocket uh, podcasts. Yeah. Riled Up, Jay's Fit Down, Foil Hats, Uppercut coming soon, The Crib coming coming soon, and so much more. Nick, what do you have to say? Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, today's episode got a little heated, so I'm going to have to give Micah a big hug after this one. <laughs> but I will say that, uh, you know, we love doing this, and even though there's day, we have some off days, you know, uh, with content and as sports are kind of coming down to the wire as we go into summer it'll be practically just baseball almost so we'll have to figure out things with that but you know we enjoy bringing two episodes a week to you guys and sometimes special episodes and we have very very good guests planned for a lot of episodes to come and we're so grateful for the position that we've been put in place and it's all in god's name and glory that we've been able to uh, have these doors of opportunity open up for us and have had such great guests on i can't even describe how great of a week last week was having sadie engelman who uh you know i can't pronounce last name now Warner kuna crow yeah thank you and uh you know colton gordon of course all great people and i'm just so happy that me and michael have came this far together and we're just going to keep going from here and i don't see this ever slowing down and we're just so excited to bring you the best that we can and if you got through this episode thank you so much because you know it's just me and mike no guest and that just shows that you guys really love us and support us and what i will say you know use that code on SeatGeek, use that code at, uh you know for dubby and please please do buy our merch because it's gonna only gonna help us keep getting better with equipment more merch and things like that and you know on top of that we've just been able to grow so much and michael's been able to talk about out-of-pocket sports and we're in the process of making that an actual business so uh, we need all the support we can get and on top of that make sure you are checking out every single uh podcast we have to offer because me and michael's are uh, some of the big brains around here and we're trying to operate things the best we can and against the call is only going to keep getting better so thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you guys in the next one 
Hey guys, we are proud to announce that we got our first sponsor, Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink that is made to give you focus with no crash, jitters, or angst like other energy drinks. Dubby contains no calories, no sugars, no fillers, no artificial colors, and no maltodextrin. Make sure to use our code against the call for 10% off your next purchase at www.w.gg.